Hi, I'm Alex, and this is my podcast. First off, I want to thank you very much for listening in today. Okay, now let's begin. After working on a social studies project about child labor, I started thinking, what is healthcare like in these countries where many of our clothes are made? Well, I decided to look into it. After looking at sites like the CIA World Factbook and UNICEF, also known as the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, which is a United Nations agency responsible for providing humanitarian and developmental aid to children worldwide, the results were saddening. I chose to focus on four different topics in four different countries with the United States as our baseline. So let's begin with the United States. The maternal mortality rate, which is the death of a woman during pregnancy, at delivery, or soon after delivery due to various reasons, is 19 out of 100,000 births. The maternal mortality rate in Vietnam is 43 out of 100,000. This is much higher than the United States, but it is the lowest of the four countries I will be talking about. When you think about it, it puts into perspective how good healthcare is in the United States. Then the maternal mortality rate in Peru is 88 out of 100,000. In Honduras, the maternal mortality rate is 65 out of 100,000. Last, in Bangladesh, the maternal mortality rate is 173 out of 100,000. This number, when compared to the other countries and the United States, is the highest. Next, we have infant mortality rate. Here in the U.S., it is a very low number. 5.22 out of a thousand births. That means 5.22 infants out of a thousand births will die. Even though this is a low number, it is not the lowest in the world, which is quite surprising. However, the infant mortality rate in Vietnam is 15.09 out of a thousand. This is three times higher than the U.S. Next is Honduras at 5.39 out of a thousand. The infant mortality rate in Peru is 19.37 out of 1,000, and then the infant mortality rate in Bangladesh is nearly six times that of the U.S. at 31.13 out of 1,000. The next thing I'd like to focus on is physician density. In the United States, it is 2.61 out of 1,000. The physician density of a country is the number of medical doctors or physicians, including generalist and specialist medical practitioners, per 1,000 residents. Our country is very high on the list of all physician densities in the world. Well, I can't say that for the rest of the countries on this list. The physician density in Peru is 1.3 out of 1,000. In Vietnam, the physician density is 0.83 out of 1,000. Bangladesh has a physician density of 0.54 out of a thousand. In Honduras, the physician density is staggeringly low at 0.31 out of a thousand. The last topic I will be focusing on is GDP per capita. GDP per capita is the total income of a country divided by its number of inhabitants. The GDP per capita in the United States is $63,530, which ranks seventh out of all the countries in the world. This means that most people in the U.S. can live pretty comfortably and live healthily. The GDP per capita in Peru is $12,848. The GDP per capita in Vietnam is the third highest on the list at $8,041. 
Next in Honduras, the GDP per capita is $5,728. Finally, in Bangladesh, the GDP per capita is $4,754. Doing my research, I found out that I had many more questions than answers. I found out the United States has excellent numbers compared to these countries where there is a lot of child labor, but our numbers were not as high compared to the countries like Australia, New Zealand, Switzerland, Sweden, and Norway. My next podcast will focus on this. I even found that right here in the United States, children take part in child labor. Yet these abuses are, for the most part, legal under current U.S. law. I found that the United States Fair Labor Standards Act, 1938, prohibits those under the age of 14 from working in most industries, restricts hours to no more than three on a school day until 16, and prohibits hazardous work until 18 for most industries. However, these regulations do not apply to agricultural labor because of the outdated exemptions based upon agrarian society largely left to the past. Today's farm worker children are largely migrant workers who deserve the same protection as the other youths working in dangerous occupations. I have also decided that I would like to take real action by asking my school principal to let me put a container in each classroom to collect coins to donate to UNICEF. I hope to be able to do this before the end of the school year and then again in October when UNICEF holds its annual Halloween fundraiser. Here's to putting money where your mouth is. Thank you again so much for listening to my podcast. I hope I'll see you again next time. Goodbye now.